Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Exploring NSWC Crane podcast. Today, I'm your host, Lori Zipes. I am the Command Chief Engineer at Crane, and Dr. Sandy Zare, your regular host, has asked me to do a series of podcasts with members of our Crane Chief Engineer, or Cheng, community. My first brave podcast guest is Mr. Jason Bailing. Jason is a Cheng in our JXR division, and I will let him explain that to you in a moment. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for being here. Why don't you start by explaining to our listeners where you work in our organization and maybe a little bit about the career path that you've had that led you to be in this role. Lori, thank you for inviting me and having me on here. I appreciate it. Um, my name is Jason Bailing. Um, as Lori mentioned, I work in the Specialized Munitions Division, code JXR, um, where we mostly do um, test and evaluation on ordnance items, uh, support all three main focus areas here in Crane, um, doing that workload. As far as my career path um, here at Crane, so I started at Crane in um, 2010, September of 2010 to be exact, um, and I actually started in the Explosive and Radiation Safety Office. Um, I graduated from Purdue in 2006 um, with a degree in uh, radiological health sciences, kind of health physics, um, was where my background was. Um, worked in private industry for a couple years. Funny story, I worked for a small consulting firm, and one of our clients was NSWC Crane, where we came and performed um, instrument calibration on some of the radiation detection equipment that they uh, possess in uh, different facilities here. And so that was how I got introduced to Crane, uh, met a couple people in the um, radiation safety office, um, and honestly didn't know a whole lot about Crane until I came here, um, and really enjoyed the place and said to myself, man, if there's never a job there that opens up, I'd like to work there. So 2010, position opened up. Um, I applied, I interviewed, I was offered, and of course accepted. So I worked there in the radiation safety office for about three years. Got to learn a lot more about Crane in the different areas because in radiation safety it was nice you supported, again, a lot of different, um, the different uh, focus areas at Crane. So I got to be out of the office and go to all the facilities here at Crane and kind of pick people's brains. What do you do? What do we do here? What, what kind of work do you do and support? One of the areas that I really kind of uh, gravitated towards was JXR. A lot of the um, non-destructive testing, the X-ray CT, um, was interesting. And I said, oh boy, that's, that, that's pretty cool. And I, of course, ordinance. Who doesn't like ordinance? Um, so October of 2013, there was a position that opened up in JXR for a um, section manager. I applied on that position, and that was when I started in JXR. It was, I think, right around October of 2013 and have been in JXR ever since. Started as a section manager. Um, the section grew, um, the workload grew, and it actually grew into a branch. Um, and so then I had to um, interview and then became the branch manager uh, of that uh, branch. Shortly after that, our um, division manager at the time went and became our deputy department head. So there was a vacancy at the division they were looking for somebody to volunteer to act for um, an extended period of time that was not planning on applying on the division job. So I was actually raised my hand and said, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. I thought that'd be an interesting opportunity to learn even more about the division. Um, boy, was that eye-opening. So four months, I was the um, acting division manager in JXR um, in 2017. Um, then after that, um, I went over and became uh, another branch manager. I went into a different branch in JXR, which is our uh, munitions services branch, uh, or that's what it was called at the time. So our X-ray CT and all the non-destructive testing on the environmental side. 
Um, I was branch manager there for about two years. And then our division Chang at the time um, was getting ready to retire. That was a position that, uh, you know, I got to work with her a lot and got to understand a lot of her background and what she was doing. And I said, oh, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's definitely something I'd be interested in. So um, I applied on that job uh, in, I think it was uh, March of 2020 and interviews were done. And I started that May of 2020 and I've been enjoying that ever since. So kind of been all over the place um, within JXR, hold, held a bunch of different management positions. And then now here I am, the Division Chang and been doing that for a little over two and a half years now. Yeah, so great. That's yeah. really interesting. I didn't know that about your background in, yeah. uh, in the radiation and everything. And you know, what, what strikes me as I heard you talking about that in explosives, um, we talk a lot in the Cheng world about discipline and rigor and things like that in it. And it's it's striking that, you know, in the world of ordinance and radiation, that is really, really important, right? So I, I'm not at all surprised that you've kind of circled back all the way around to, to being in a field where we worry about, you know, doing things very carefully and very thoughtfully and making sure we've got the discipline. So that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, so what are the typical things that you do as a Cheng? In your division and, and there, what parts of the job for you are most important in your division? As the division Chang, um, obviously it's different than um, you know some of our subject matter expert Changs. Really what I'm more involved in is ensuring our technical execution, our planning, um, ensuring we're applying technical rigor across all the things, all the efforts we do at the division. Um, and then I'm also involved a lot in the um, workforce development across the division. So specifically um, assisting and really leading our um, career competency development program, CCDP, um, and helping uh, our future new hires become those future, hopefully subject matter experts and leaders within our division. And really, so a lot of the job entails getting to work with our different branches and the different teams within those branches to understand um, the projects that they're supporting, verifying they're applying the appropriate technical rigor. Are we meeting our customer requirements? Do we have defined customer requirements? How are we meeting them? How are we ensuring we're meeting them? Managing our um, risks across the division. There's always risks, whether it's project-related, facilities, different things like that. Um, you know, man managing our risk management program, ensuring that we are maintaining compliance not only with our own instructions within the division, but of course the broader crane instructions, NAVC instructions, so very much um, that compliancy piece to it. That's really where I've, uh, you know, why I've gravitated to a role like this. That's something I've done my entire career. That's something I believe in very much. And then of course, like I mentioned, the workforce development piece. Um, so that's probably one of my favorite parts of the, the job um, is getting to meet the new hires, getting to, you know, personally interact with them, talk to them, figure out, you know, hey, you know, what's their background? What, you know, where did they come from? You know, what kind of things interest them? Um, and then just working with them uh, on the CCDP program and helping them get through that. So um, that's really a lot of what I do there. So a lot of just, uh, and then also uh, I, didn't even think about like, um, we have our um, project execution reviews, division level, department level, command level. Um, and that's really where, again, that interaction with the, the project leads, the task leads, where they get to highlight, you know, their project um, and, and kind of where they stand in regards to, you know, here's the, here's our schedule, here's, you know, actual spend plan, here's our plan, spend plan, things like that. And then, you know, going through the requirements verification, you know, here's all the customer requirements, um, here's how we're meeting those requirements. And 
So yeah, that's I would say that's probably that's about everything. Just a few things just that we do, right? Just a few things that we do. Yeah, <laughs> keeps us just busy. Just a few things. So you mentioned workforce development, which is also another favorite topic of mine. It's one of the things I really like about Crane and the culture is very much about helping people continue with advanced degrees and all sorts of training and, and, and leadership development. Um, and, and so we support uh, a lot of different advanced technical degrees in a lot of ways. And I happen to know that Jason has just recently graduated from a very competitive and excellent program. Uh, he's got a master's degree in systems engineering from the Naval Postgraduate School. We have quite a few employees here at Crane and across all the warfare centers who have been through that program and including myself quite a few years ago and so I know that program and it's excellent and I really like it but I am curious with your background mm -hmm. of all the choices you could have made in advanced degrees and engineering fields that we offer here at Crane and that we sort of endorse and subsidize what made you pick that one as one that you wanted to uh, to pursue so that's a very good question really I would say the reason I wanted to pursue um, the systems engineering degree was when I really sat and thought about everything I've done in my career, a lot of it comes back to systems engineering, really. There's all the, when you talk about like requirements and how are you meeting requirements, uh, requirements traceability, verification, validation, a lot of that has been just ingrained in my work life for my entire career. Um, I'm very, um, I, I would say I'm very um, focused on compliance. It's definitely something that I believe in and I understand why we have different um, levels of you know, regulatory compliance that we have to meet, why they're in place, why they're important. Um, and, and so, I mean, I think that's really what drew me to systems engineering um, and specifically at Naval Postgraduate School, like you mentioned, when I was kind of trying to toss around, you know, what I thought I wanted to get a, an advanced degree in, um, I reached out to some of the folks here at Crane that have, uh, you know, been through that program, and there was not a single person I talked to that went through the Master's in Systems Engineering at Naval Postgraduate School that had a bad thing to say about it. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. I'm going to apply, and that's what I'm going to try and do. And yeah, um, like you mentioned, it was great. Crane uh, obviously supported me throughout that. Um, I had uh, great uh, division managers that supported me and understood the time commitment that there was going to be there outside of work. And, and of course, I had my family that supported me. There was a lot of long nights and weekends of uh, doing a lot of work. So yeah, no, it, it just really when I sat and thought about it, I was like, wow, a lot of what I do is systems engineering. And it obviously relates to this division Chang role. I mean, systems engineering is a big deal. Um, and just I really wanted to understand um, and be more proficient in that area. Um, and a bonus was that it was a um, focus, uh, the focus was on digital engineering with this cohort that I was in. Um, so that was definitely something I saw as extremely valuable, not only to myself, but something that I could hopefully bring back to uh, my division in Crane as well, um, as you know, we work towards this digital transformation. So. Yeah, that's why I chose that. Kudos to you. I'm glad you're. I'm sure you're glad you're done. Yes. You, you did it. What I call the hard way. The, the full time for two years while you're still working full time. So it's two classes per quarter, every single quarter for two years, on top of working a 40 hour a week job. That it's very hard on family. So uh, so I'm yeah. sure you're glad to be done. And congratulations, because I am. I'm, I'm proud of you and everyone else who has graduated through that program. So, um, okay. So tell me about the most interesting day you've had so far in your role. One that comes to mind. It's the most interesting because really it almost runs the gamut of everything I kind of talked about of what my role entails. So it started with a morning meeting with a couple of the new hires um, in our division 
where I sat down and um, spoke to them on my role within the division, what I did within the division. As you know, that's you know part of the CCDP, you know, or colloquial known as the qual card, um, where you know they have to meet with the management team and you know different folks across the division and department. And so I got to meet with them and I enjoy those because I get to talk to them about my role and then I also get to meet them, put a name to the face and interact with them, find out about their backgrounds and things like that, like I mentioned. So um, something I definitely enjoyed there. Um, then again, after that meeting, um, shortly after that, I had a, um, I wanna say it was a level, level two Qualcard candidate that had their board review right after that meeting. So I went over there, um, candidate, candidate had their board review um, they received a conditional pass with just a few minor conditions. And honestly, uh, the funny part is later on that day, uh, the candidate had made the changes and submitted them to me. So I reviewed them and then was able to pass them along to the department and said, hey, look, I, I concur with the changes. I think this meets the full pass. Then shortly after the board review, there was a meeting with um, a project team where they had identified um, a couple new risks and they wanted to discuss them with me and kind of get my thoughts on if their, their planned mitigation strategy made sense, if what they identified was the actual risk and you know, um, making sure they were cap capturing it appropriately. Um, so we had a meeting and kind of walked through that. Um, and then after that was over, um, later on that afternoon was our um, Thursday, it was our turn for the department um, technical and execution review. So literally that whole day, I checked every box, but it was, it was a great day and it was just one of those days where it was kind of like I got done at the end of the day. It was a very busy day and, and it was funny because like looking back at it now, I was like, wow, that was everything I'm supposed to do all wrapped into one day. So yeah, I would say that was probably the most interesting. That is a good one. Very good. All right. So you've been in the role for a while now. Is there anything in the Cheng role that you are trying to change? thought about that uh, or thinking about that one thing I would I've been trying to work on is making sure a lot of the new hires that come in the division understand the importance of the career competency development program and really what it's there for and you know not really have a negative connotation with it I, I think there's a there can be a little bit of a negative stigma with it and so really what i try and do is i've worked with the management team in jxr and encouraging them to you know hey let's schedule those meetings with our new candidates as early as possible so i can discuss with them expectations um, kind of as far as how that program is going to go and how it's important for their careers, how it's going to help them grow, because we want them to be the next leaders, our next subject matter experts. I think that's really something that, um, with the support of the JXR management team, we've really started to work on is just making sure our new team members understand the importance and why we're going through it and how we can help them and how it can help them going forward. So that's really kind of something I'm trying to change is because, you know, I feel like there can be that negative connotation and I really want to work on getting that going. Not feeling like you have to do it, but yeah. feeling like you're doing it because it's helping you improve yeah. and becoming a capable employee. Yeah, yeah. Great. It's, yeah. it's a beneficial, in my opinion, it's a beneficial program. It gives um, new, new hire candidates a safe place 
to receive constructive criticism and critique on how they can improve not only public speaking skills, but also technical writing skills. And so I, I think it's a valuable program and I think it, we're definitely making some headway there. Yeah, yeah. That's something we talk about a lot in our Chen mm -hmm. community, as you know, right? And, and, and yeah, this idea of the, it's, a, it's the mentoring that a lot of us have gotten along the way that we realize yep. is valuable. And this way we make sure everybody gets some of that mentoring. So it's definitely got some, some positive impacts. Um, so one last question, what do you think are some keys to success as a Cheng? If you were gonna give somebody advice who was thinking of being a Cheng, what would you say are some, either some skills that they wanna make sure they have, or maybe if you're functioning as a Cheng, what are the things you need to do to be successful? Being a, a good communicator is one, um, but probably more important than that is honestly being an active listener, I would think is pretty important. Um, you know, not just um, listening and immediately, you know, providing input, you know, it's listening and trying to understand the full picture of, you know, what they're saying to you and how, you know, before you just spit out an answer and, you know, you really want to understand exactly where they're coming from and be able to listen to what they're talking about and understand the entire background. Um, so I think being an active listener really helps, a uh, good communicator and honestly consistency. Um, I think that's key. Um, I think that's definitely a, a big one is you really want to be consistent because um, that kind of falls back to that technical rigor and um, things like that is, is really I think consistency is definitely another key. Yeah, good. That's a good thought. Okay. So we always leave a little bit of time at the end of these interviews to try to get a sense of the person outside of their professional duties. So can you share with us a little, about, a little bit about Jason when you're not being a Chang, right? What are your hobbies or what are the things that you like to do? What's important to you outside of work? Sure. So I would say uh, most important to me outside of work, first of all, um, my wife and my two kids. Um, so I have uh, two boys, um, one's seven and one's three. Um, and so I've been married to my wife, we'll be going on 15 years uh, this June. Most important things to me outside of work, that's it right there. Um, as far as hobbies go, uh, did I mention I have two young kids, <laughs> uh, two young boys who are very active? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm actually, uh, believe it or not, I am an avid runner. Um, I do like to uh, work out as well. Honestly, just like to do as much as I can with my kids, especially now. We mentioned the, uh, you know, completing a master's degree. Um, I started that two years ago when one was five and one of them was one. And basically it was, I talked to my wife and I said, hey, if I'm gonna do this, we need to do this now, right? And uh, she was like, yes, because don't ask me later. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, I would say that's really me outside of work is just doing what I can with them. I love to be outside. Um, either playing with them, going on walks, going on hikes, um, things like that. That's that's really what I like to do outside of work. That's great. Good, good stuff. Awesome. Okay. Well, I do have one more question for you because I was thinking about this. So first comment, I was listening to some of the other Crane uh, podcasts that we've had. And, and so Amanda Brock has been hosting one called Tech Tuesday right now with a lot of information about all we're doing with our tech bridge and, mm -hmm. and T2 and things like that, which, which is great. And it's going to be a repeating series. So I thought, well, you know, we probably should come up with a cool name then for what these are going to be. So... Ooh. So I came up with Chang Chat. Oh, how about Chang Chat? Are we liking that? That's actually so pretty maybe, good. So maybe, maybe yeah. we'll we'll talk about that. You'll see if it ends up when we when we post the podcast. If it's called Chang Chat, you'll know that other people like the idea. Cool. <laughs> um, but a question for you. So since you were very gracious to be my first guest on this, I think I should give you the opportunity to name who should be my next interviewee. So of all of our Changs that we work with, who would you like to next have in this chair across the table from me? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> Who put you I, on the spot. Who do I want to put? So I think, uh, uh, honestly, I'm going to nominate Phil Smith. Okay. Um, I, I think Phil's got uh, definitely an interesting background. Okay. 
um, considering he, the division he's a Chang for is mm -hmm. honestly a division that he wasn't like me. I, you know, I came up kind of um, within JXR. I was within there for seven years, but Phil was in a different department before he became Chang okay. over his group. So I, okay. I, he might be an very interesting good. one. So thanks very much, everybody. You have uh, just been enjoying the first issue of a Chang Chat, the NSWC Crane podcast. Uh, thanks for listening today, and we will see you again soon. Thank you.